So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... And I'm Jay from Unity TX, a.k.a. Shaolin G, whatever you want to call me. And some questions about the upcoming album, Ferelity. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response and announcement so far? Oh, dude, it's been super sick. It's, uh, it's the fact that people are excited for once. Like, you know, this is like the the anticipation that i kind of expected Madboy to have at least from like our local friends because like we were still just a local band buzzing back then mm-hmm. um but like now that i see and talk to so many people from so many different places and stuff they're all like i can't wait for the album it's a good feeling man yeah real. dude the Absolutely. album is fucking batshit insane <laughs> oh you. my god yeah i can't i genuinely album is so fucking good i mean that just wholeheartedly so fucking good dude thank you oh yeah of course mm-hmm. uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art uh i mean like really it's it's kind of like one of those things i always say like and i, I try to stop that but um okay. it's one of those things where i felt for so long we've like try to work our hardest and get in the door at least like get some sort of like thing going for the band because it always seems like we get a little bit of buzz and then it dies out and then you know i'm doing so much stuff people ask me to do things that um they expect me to do pretty much with a snap of a finger which is Mm -hmm. possible but also you know me as someone who needs things in order to keep going and stuff you know i ask for these things and i don't get it so it kind of makes you feel like an animal you know um the whole thing about virality is like uh feeling like an animal being trapped in a cage and uh just kind of like being tormented and stuff because everyone they always want you to do something but if you ask for like you know the the most simplest thing like for me it's just you know being cordial or um just understanding the vision or idea that I've been trying to hone in on for the past almost 10 years, um, it seems to get ignored a lot. So I just kind of like reached my breaking point. This year has been very um, chaotic, to say at the least, you know, starting with Europe and then doing a bunch of other stuff. I was in the studio for a month uh, making this album. Mm -hmm. And the only song that I came in, you know, with already being done isn't even like on the actual release. you know so everything else was just written like in the studio yeah damn i i feel like you kind of perfectly described like the music industry it's just like it's all a bunch of creatives but like everybody is just putting each other down there's like you have to find your support system or else you'll you'll fucking go crazy yeah 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 it's it's uh it's it's pretty disheartening dude but like for the most part, I get so tired of being like a grown ass man, being a wham wham boo boo ass motherfucker about this shit, <laughs> because it does seem like, oh, pick me, pick me. But it's it's more like, hey, this is like something that actually has substance and like, you know, representation for a lot of the smaller uh, audiences in this scene mm-hmm. who could, you know, use that light. And as much as I try to write for uh, this and like be true to myself and stuff, I feel like a lot of the time people uh, it's like too real for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, at first it started off at the fact that I was just saying like, you know, ethnic, you know, just saying N word on stuff and everyone's just like, ah, oh, well, can we sing along with it? And then eventually they found a way around that. And mm-hmm. it's just like, now everyone has found this new profound, like new metal, vibe from all these these new kids who just you know like i'm not trying to down on them but it's like all these new kids are coming out with this like new metal sound or like trying to do this stuff that like we've been doing for almost 10 years yep and i see a lot of them like getting bags and stuff and it's like yeah it could have been a wrong time you know for us wrong place we could have been ahead of the curve which we probably were for a lot of people but now i see that this is a unanimous thing and everybody's like getting deals off of like making hard hitting parts with like little rap beats or like yep. little you know things like this it's like mm-hmm. it's like hey yo you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you're preaching to the fucking choir right here because i've been trying to figure out like the best way to say that exactly but it's always so difficult to say it without saying like you guys are just fucking over like what the black community in the scene has been trying to do for so fucking long but it's 
that's it. I'll just, yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't have enough people surrounding us to be able to talk about it comfortably. Mm-hmm. And and whenever we do, it it often gets uh, minimized or, you know, people be like, well, everyone goes through stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, for for most of us who are black doing this stuff, like, you know, we've had to deal with people being like confusing us for one another or being like, oh, you remind me of Seven Dust or you remind me of like mm-hmm. Skindred or mm-hmm you know, blah, 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 blah. Like I've even gotten people being like, oh, you remind me of a Waka Flocka or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like, it's insane, man. Mm -hmm. But like, for the most part, all I want to do is just be the entity in this scene who is stepping forward. Because before Mm -hmm. there wasn't very many black people in the scene who were stepping forward with bars who were actually doing stuff with metal music. And now that there is, everyone's kind of like trying to like weasel away from unity and be like, no, 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 them over here got this. Cause no diss to the other artists that they uh, compare us to, but I'm like, there are more artists than horror. You know, mm-hmm. there are more artists than, um, you know, fever uh, shout out to Jason because Jason has always shown us love ever since the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, of our like relationship and stuff. Um, but there are so many more artists doing things and stuff, but the industry likes to make us feel like there can only be one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And we've we've we're constantly dealing with that, but I'm hoping with this record it truly kicks down the doors and gives the visibility to us the way that we need to be, you know, shown to the public. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm tired of constantly having to like, you know, ask like you know, everyone around me being like, yo, can we do something to get a, a better visual, like, or like more representation? Like, we don't have all the money in the world, but I can do the things that I want to mm-hmm. get the visual out there, use TikTok, this and that and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really help the industry. That only gets us more consumers, which is fine. Yeah. But it, it'd be nice for a brother to get on, you know, some of those playlists that be yeah. boosting artists. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of smaller bands that I've, you know, been in a grit with for years and stuff that are doing things. And they look at us and they're like, you guys are doing it. You guys are up there. I'm like, nah, man, our engine's just going. Like, you know, we still got places to be. We still got a lot of stuff to do. But, yeah. you know, it, it feels good to finally hear the engine start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, with with all the stuff that I try to do with unity and everything, um, I still don't believe that we're strong enough to have our own headlining uh, tour or like headlining show, because I just feel like people are so like not driven into our music the way that I feel like, you know, they could be. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of artists out here who have people who like, you know, I I can't, have the type of support most of these other artists have because i feel like what we do is just it's 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 weird it's weird to explain because a lot of the kids who understand what we're trying to do and stuff they're not very popular amongst other people so Mm -hmm. we do speak for the kids who like have no friends and like you know the kids who like have been like kind of outcasting and stuff like i was with the goth kids in high school and stuff and you know a lot of those kids really fuck with unity and stuff but like the hardcore kids or whatever and stuff like that you know it's it's a it's a different wave and i'm not going to get into that but i definitely noticed the separation and those type of groups absolutely absolutely um so are you able to tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album um so for the most part um I try to I try to go to my homie in LA and like write a song. Um, it didn't really go too well. Uh just because like everyone was like on my on my like just on my ass about it. And I had just got back from Europe like a week before, you know, after a month like 30, 31 days in Europe, one day off, you know, just nonstop playing shows. You know, I didn't even get a chance to like think it was just sleep, wake up, play a show do all this and that sleep you know so i went to la i tried to write a song uh label didn't really didn't really fuck with it at all and then i just kept trying so i hit up one of my other homies who lived like 30 minutes away from me went over to his place and uh did a few songs and then we got we cut one song out of that stuff and i went to the studio and before I went to the studio, I actually was like, you know, just sitting here at my desk and uh producing rock shit. 
Um, I just play guitar and all this stuff. And I felt I felt something about it. So before I left to go to the studio, I just put up like four little beat snippets. But like one of the last ones was just me playing rock shit and doing the the stuff. And people were like, that one's hot. That one's mm -hmm. hot. Mm -hmm. Now I went to the studio and uh, knocked that out along with like, uh, I think we did like 15 songs, but we cut, technically we cut 13 and then cut down to 11. Mm -hmm. um, it was a cool process writing it because, you know, it's just me writing all the guitar and bass and stuff. Um, so I was just in the studio with Wade, just chopping up. Uh, we were going back and forth. Uh, just kind of like figuring out the vibe and stuff and I kind of I felt like I kind of like introduced him to like a new a new kind of like approach to music especially with like rock shit because mm -hmm. he was kind of confused at first he was like what are we doing with this you know like <laughs> but I had to explain to him and like kind of play the guitar and then uh, all these other parts and I was like do this this and then we did the bass and everything and then it was like halfway through that process he was like yo this is this is a really cool song man and i was yeah. just like sick it feels good to like have people understand that but you know with this record it was like i felt like the people on our end was like expecting like a mad boy too mm -hmm. and as much as i would love to do that i wrote that song or, or i wrote that uh record whenever i was you know in the absolute worst time of my life you know i was homeless couch surfing and before then i was living in a garage writing this fucking shit and everything so it was like I went through the absolute grinder to make that record and I, it's gotten appreciation, but I don't think it got the appreciation that it should have Yeah. only because a lot of people didn't know about us back then. Yeah. So now that we're with Ferality, we have uh, all kinds of stuff. I just wanted to just give a compilation of like my abilities on this record to where I can still talk about the same shit, but it's a different genre, you know, like, mm. Um, I don't know if y'all, I mean, I'm sure y'all probably listened to the whole entire thing, but, uh, Diamond, Diamond Eyes, uh, that was like, kind of like my left field. It was like kind of in reminiscent of Blear from like our Hellway EP, whereas like you kind of do something for the little, you know, the little gothies, little e-girls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. you know, you got to pull everyone in, especially <laughs> for a band like us who, you know, always gets downed on by neck beards and stuff like that like you know like yeah. i want i want to pull in more than just the typical metalhead i want you know i want these rolling loud kids mm -hmm. i want these people who go to riot fest you know like yeah. i want to be able to like have people who you know tiktok has a lot of people and i have yet to tap into like every single one of them mm -hmm. but there are people everywhere who need to be uh, attended to and i feel like for the most part you can't do that by just playing the same same seven songs over and over every record you know yeah absolutely absolutely so if i'm if i'm understanding correctly was the album like written and recorded this year because you were talking about europe at the beginning of the year so is it all this year yeah everything was recorded in like two and a half weeks in april god damn shit that's so a quick turn wasted no time on that one yeah, um, I've kind of been, like, put like that. Like, our manager, Tom, is, like, very, like, very strict about, like, getting stuff done really quick. Like, I did Mad Boy in, I want to say, probably, like, seven, eight days. Damn and then I did Hellway in, like, a week. Um, I mean, I for a fact, that dude does not play around with studio time whatsoever. Uh, but I'm just one person doing all this. So it's a little hard, you know, like. Some of the guitar work might not be the best, you know, because I don't play guitar as much as I used to, you know, but I, I do what I can. I am very good with finding notes and rhythms and like, you know, progressing those and making something else. But, you know, three weeks to do all this stuff. I was a little stressy at first, but luckily this experience with Wade was it was so fluid. Like mm -hmm. um, I had somewhere to stay that was like, you know, chilling. So like you know it was cool and then our airbnb went out and then i was crashing with a friend and all i would do is go to the studio with wade record i would record and then i smoke mid-sesh record some more and then i go to my homies uh smoke chill you know go sleep wake up the next day it was it was perfect yeah. you know that's all i want to do in my life it's just yeah. smoke record music and then make a banging ass record mm -hmm. so yeah. 
I felt very, very chill about it. Uh, the amount of time that we have to do things, like, I completely get it. If we, um, if we have like three weeks to do it, it's, it's go time. You know, that's a part of being hungry. And that's a part of being like the dog in the business. It's like, you have to do these things in order for people to be like hip on it. Like, you know, with the rock shit video, I saw some other people talking about how we posted the uh, video shoot stuff at the beginning of June. And they were like, well, if this is the turnaround they had, that was a really quick turnaround, which was less than a month, yeah. you know, but it's the way that we have to move. And I hope that uh, these moves, actually help us uh you know get into spaces that we haven't been in before mm -hmm. because we're just grinding we're grinding the hell out of it and i see a lot of other bands are grinding but we're grinding in a way that it, you know it's difficult because people from dallas don't get this type of love or support when it mm -hmm. comes to uh music you have so many bands that come out of dallas like i am and creeping death and, um, you know, like we had we had bands like Power Trip and stuff, but it was like it took it takes like. Three times the uphill battle for us to get the uh, roses and flowers that we deserve for the stuff that we do, as opposed to other people, because Dallas is already a hard place to get out of. And yeah. like everyone here wants to be somebody and they can't handle the fact that their friend is doing well without helping them. So it's like, you know, you have to work so hard to do this yeah absolutely, absolutely. So, so that's obviously really fucking stressful just all of that on your shoulders how do you combat just that stress and anxiety of i have to work fucking 10 times over just because where i am and also the fucking scene that you're kind of fighting for a, a spot in how do you how do you deal with that um I mean, first off, I smoke a lot of weed, um, yep. so that definitely helps me. I, I'm a very like, at, like, uh, like aggro, but like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty angry all the time. But it's like, I, I think it's just, it's just I want it to work so bad, and everything. It's like you know the the crybaby in me just be like, you know, fuck, you know, <laughs> that's all yeah. I want to yeah. do all the time. Yeah. It's just like yeah. screaming. Uh, I think virality helps me get that point across. It's like if I'm just talking and I randomly start screaming, it's like, yeah, all right, that that makes sense. I don't know. I'm, it's just one of those things where um, I I feel like I just have to do it. If I don't, then someone else will do it, and they won't be able to handle that. I've watched so yeah. many artists, uh, not in the metal world, but like hip hop artists, like rap artists. You know, they get they get the big big break. And then they start getting lost in the sauce. They get uh, tied up in the drugs and yeah. this and that. And they overdose or, you know, they go through some beef with somebody and they have like, you know, they're so clouded up to the point to where, you know, they just completely get lost in that whole entire lifestyle and stuff and then lose yeah. themselves and everything. But I try not to do that. I um, I stay home. I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, play a lot of video games and stream on Twitch. Uh, mm -hmm. Just try to connect with my people. And then occasionally, like, I'll go out and, like, drink. But it's hard to even go out and drink because, like, I don't like to be, like, drinking like that. I just like socializing with people, seeing my friends and stuff. Course, yeah. But everyone comes up to me and they know me from either doing Unity or they know me from doing Emo Night or they know me from doing TikTok. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's hard to be kind of just out there and chilling with the rest yeah. of everyone else without someone like, you know, trying to be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Can you, you know, or scream or this mm -hmm. or that, you know, it, yeah. it, it's a lot to take in. So really, uh, I, I guess a lot of the time I'm like an introvert about everything. Uh, I don't respond to like 80 percent of the uh, messages and texts I get mm -hmm. because it's just like, all right. I wake up, I have maybe like 12 people hit me up. Mm -hmm. Three people are talking about something with substance, being my manager, bandmate, and probably someone who's like trying to pay me for a feature or, you know, something like that. But people aren't thinking the way I'm thinking. I wake up every day. I'm like, how can I make money today? How can I, um, how can I, you know, feed myself today? How can I get more money to prepare for this tour? How can I get money to, you know, run this clothing brand that I've been thinking about and stuff? So it's like, you know, I'm not focused on anything else but the grind. Yeah. And 
with that, you know, it comes with a lot of my frustration. That's why I'm frustrated a lot of the time because like I'm not I'm not always successful in the things that I want to try to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I beat myself up about it a lot, but you know, you have to get through it in order to like know what you're worth and you know, so and so on. It, it's just it's a lot to take in. Realistically, I just try yeah. not to let it get to me. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> so the song that took the fucking longest to write was mm-hmm. Sting. Okay. And Sting was like, I wrote that back in 2020. Um, and it was just like one of those songs where I wrote it and it had a breakdown in the middle. And like, uh, it was like, I I thought the song was cool. Everyone else thought the song was cool, but uh, they just wasn't rocking with the the breakdown in the middle of it. So I had to change it. And I still think this thing is like, like it's hard. It's hard. It, it's got. It's definitely got balls on it. Yeah. Um, but it's like the Lance Armstrong of the record. It's mm-hmm. like you know, like it has like half of the energy because I feel like I didn't go hard vocally on it. Mm-hmm. But it was like I wrote that song. And then I wrote Power, um, World of Malice, and Burnout all in the same session. So Sting was like, I was trying to get into the swing of the stuff. That was like the first song on the record I'm pretty sure I recorded. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's it's a little weak, but it's fine. Uh, My personal favorite on the song or on the record, um, I really love Power. Power is just like my... It's like my my radio banger, but like it's got this like real like drop dead gorgeous breakdown in the middle of it. And it just yeah. it, it makes me feel like, you know, like I'm I'm within the legends of the early late 2000s and stuff like the, yeah. the scene shit. I try to sprinkle the scene shit with a little bit of hood and a little bit of like alternative, you know, mm-hmm. with with this uh with our music. So. That one was uh cool. And then I also I really like um damn that one's not even on the record. Okay. Uh <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna lie, like even though it's like already out, like I still love Malice, you know, because Malice like really was like when I was in the studio writing it, I was like, okay, I, I factor in the shit that people say online when they're like oh, these vocals aren't hard or there aren't enough riffs or anything like that. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker, let me show you something real quick. Yeah. You know? And Mm -hmm. I I threw Malice together and it was like the first time that I did like full screaming vocals on a track in a hot minute. Mm -hmm. So I was like a little, a little hesitant on it, you know, with the live, like I started off slow, started rapping in and I started to get into like screaming in and this and that. And like, now here we are, I'm fully doing the vocals. And everyone's like yo malice malice is hard mm-hmm. you know and then they were saying that that was like the best song they've ever heard from us and then they heard rock shit and they're like okay this is the best song i've heard yeah. from you guys yeah. which is like sick because I'm, I'm glad that people um are indulging in it and aren't just being like play cross me play ruckus <laughs> yeah. you know uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad that we're like kind of like maturing out of that era because I love Mad Boy to death. Like, that will always be, like, my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. But I feel like virality is, like, where we get into the space where I want to be, where we can potentially get radio play, where we can be put in a video game or something like that. You know, we can get, like, you know, our stuff can get synced into, like, a TV show or something like that because that's where I want this band to be. Yeah. And... I want us to be able to achieve those things, but we can't, uh, I feel like we can't really achieve things, especially in our vein as like a specific hardcore band or like a specific like metal band. I feel like it wouldn't get any further than the ceiling of this scene. Uh So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to blast past that, you know, even if it's just like an an inch past it, you know, that's, you know, we've already passed the ceiling and we're on to like a a bigger and broader audience and stuff like, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it takes time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. All it the does. work in progress, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. So how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener for the opener, close the big closer, to shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Oh, with like the track listing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep it keep it a buck with you. Like they really just hit me up and they were like, hey, we need to order these uh, these tracks and stuff. And like I was just sitting in my room. I was probably laying in bed and I was just like, okay, well, let me listen to these songs. You know, I got to listen to the end of the song to see how the tail goes into the next song. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a little rough. I think the only thing that I may have done a little weird was put um, Diamond Dice before Power. Mm-hmm. But I like it was weird. Like the beginning of the record is so experimental mm-hmm. and everything. And then the rest of the record is just heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, all right. If you can get through like the first like six songs or whatever of the record then it's like all right you're smooth selling for the rest but it's just yeah. like you know just follow me real quick for these first few you know like yeah that's what you got to do because if you do it the opposite way then the rest of the record won't even get listened to Mm-mm. yeah you yeah. know i i feel bad because uh uh like peace of mind in like better days and like i used to look up to you on mad boy just co- gets mm. astronomically overlooked yeah and it's like it's yeah it's crazy but like you know these are songs that deserve to be listened to as well so um, i'm gonna try to probably not with the next record i think we'll write some crazier shit but i want to try to get the experimental stuff like in the beginning and the middle that Mm -hmm. way people don't get too bored right Mm -hmm. away it's just gonna always be something that catches you off guard it goes from like like riding away is like heavy new metal or whatever to like uh like burnout and then it goes straight into diamond eyes it is like mm-hmm. people are like they're gonna listen to it and be like what the fuck is this yeah yeah but i i i truly hope that people believe that every song on this record i mean at least 90 percent of the songs on these record or on this record will be a hit mm-hmm. because you know i don't I don't like to write mediocre music and I listen to a lot of music and I believe that I have a pretty good sense of songwriting. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for the best, but the mm-hmm. track listing just had to, it had to end with malice. It had to mm-hmm. like, yeah. I didn't want to put malice in the middle cause it's already so widely known, Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, it got released like what, six months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like I feel like, if people know that that's at the end, they can be excited for it. They're like, ah, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to Makes see what else they the got record. leading. Into. Yeah. Yeah. And then having fake love right before malice, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, like give them that little hardcore vibe. And then it just mm-hmm. straight, just ass beater at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so, would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating the record? You kind of went into it a little bit already in the beginning, but if you want, you could go a bit more in depth. Completely up to you. I was uh keep it a buck, like I was real fucked up about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not easy doing a lot of this stuff, especially like touring, you know, nonstop. And uh we've been like touring like almost every month essentially since last August. Okay. So um, you know, like my headspace was like really fucked up because you know, I'm doing all these tours. And we're not making enough money to handle our bill or our bills. And everyone is coming home, you know, upset. Uh, not because, you know, of the touring and stuff, but just because we just have to work twice as hard to make our rent money for two yeah. months that we were gone. And, you know, it's it's hard to really just be in a positive mindset about things like I've tried my hardest to be cool about stuff, but I feel like March was very, uh, it was very distant only because I knew I had to write and everything. And I was like trying to stay within like my work, uh, vibe, which is like, you know, DJ MC stuff. So like Mm -hmm. trying to be in these spaces where everyone's partying having a good time and stuff and i'm just like man i am so broke i got a rock i got a record to write next month i have mm-hmm. you know so much shit on my plate right now it's like i was just trying to keep it together <laughs> so when i started writing a record i was like i i couldn't think of anything positive like i don't think there was very much of any kind of positivity really coming out of the record it was just mm-hmm. me just ringing out 
every bit of bullshit that I've just been like bottling in for a long time. And I have a very big problem with like bottling in stuff, especially whenever I have stuff to do, because I know that if I just stop and focus on that mental stuff, that shit won't get done. Mm-hmm. and nobody else cares because i tried to express that once before and they were just they were like okay well um when can we get something you know and okay. it, it, i mean i don't like to point fingers or anything i understand this is the music industry and it's entertainment based and stuff and people don't care about how the artist truly feels and mm-hmm. stuff because if they did a lot of us would be a lot you know we'd be well off you know with our our mental you know mm-hmm. yeah but, but a lot of the time, you know, like I just really just I'm not addicted to it, but I just rely on smoking just because I'm like, all right, well, if I'm mad as fuck right now and I dumb myself down a little bit, I could probably handle a little bit of this stuff or a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, um, that's just like really it. Like before I started smoking, um, I was always like I would, you know, be on the edge of like life with stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just helped me. And this record, I feel like, has helped me, too, because it was a very cathartic release. I got a lot of uh, things off my chest. Absolutely. And it, it keeps going. But this one felt, it felt like what I was going through was actually put into the record. And it, it's heard. It's like, it's, whew. So the record just, I get excited when I think about it. Yeah. But then I think about when people are like looking at the lyrics and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Dope as fuck. Dope as fuck. Hell yeah. Accurate. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, because I feel like, I feel like with the amount of shit that I put into it, like, you got picture this which is like straight hip-hop you know and then you got uh like fake love hardcore uh riding away killing alchemy is like this like new metal uh crossover with like heaviness and then um like power like grunge you know like Mm -hmm. for 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 the girlies who like to do the nasty while listening to the music or whatever like shake a little lights you know pop some pussy in the pit you know i'll try i'll try to do this for the girlies right now because like bro the girlies are the girlies are listening Mm -hmm. and they listen better than the bros do this is true and i'm just i'm here for it every Mm -hmm. bit of it fuck yeah 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 fucking yeah i get it i get it <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I, I think I think y'all are cool as fuck. I enjoy watching y'all stuff. So uh if I'm a little overexcited right now, it's just because I admire what y'all do. Really no, appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. As I said before, I'm I'm a big fan. So just being able to talk to you about this record and also hearing the record in advance, it's just it's it's a fucking honor. Yeah. Honestly. Glory sent me Mad Boy a while ago, probably mm-hmm. like 2020, and she was like, This band is cool as shit. Now Please. go get them on the podcast. And I was like, yeah. I'll go try and three or yeah. four chan- three or four attempts and we're finally here. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we like tried to like organize something before and then yeah. I I think I was like, Yeah, let's do it. And then we didn't hear about it. I don't know if we were in Europe at the time, but we were supposed to do something, we DM'd about it, and then mm-hmm. you were like, I'm going in the studio, hit me up when, when we're done in the studio. Yeah. And I and then I either never hit you up or never heard back from you. And then we were no, supposed I to wouldn't. interview you about your side project at the tail mm-hmm. end of last year, but it was yep. so late into the, the end of the year where it just got lost in the sauce in the rescheduling process. Yeah. So we're, yeah. But we're here now. We're here and now. That is what matters. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that, dude. Like it's, I definitely am one of those people that has to be chased down to, uh to get stuff done. Cause like, Really, I'd be, like, down for whatever. Like, especially if I'm at home and I'm just sitting here on my computer. But for the most part, I'm usually away from my computer. I'm out. I'm about. I don't like to pay attention to things too much because I don't want to have to, like, stop everything that I'm doing. <laughs> doing to Wow, my voice has been beating my ass. Uh, <laughs> Stop everything that I've been doing to, like, you know try to get these things out of the way like i did one interview with a podcast uh whenever i was on the loath tour 
and I was in the green room and it was the most loudest, just noisiest interview <laughs> I've ever done. And I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me give y'all the the sound and the quality that y'all deserve to have for your quality podcast, you know? Yeah. I appreciate it. The green room interviews are always interesting because it's like shit Wi-Fi, people coming in and out. (laughs) It's always fucking hilarious. Apple AirPod fucking quality and the the video's a potato. And it's like, is Mm -hmm. that guy even paying attention to what I'm saying? Because six people just walk past him. Is he frozen or is he just looking at us? It's just, it's, yeah, it's always a little little We had to, I had to be in that room. Room, uh on that tour with like two other bands howling in the background and they were like dude i'm sorry if we if if they heard us i was like i mean i don't even know if they're gonna put the damn thing not? out <laughs> <laughs> i think they put it out and it was like no one really cared i don't know if it was because like you know like i'm not a prominent figure in in like their corner yet or if it was just that bad sounding, but I was like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe we should uh do some a little proper next time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's fair. Well, oh, yeah. Luckily, we're not in a green room today. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if someone tries to interview me on tour, I, 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 I'd rather just do it in a van. I feel like that's just much mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just not while the van is moving because that also sucks. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I, I I truly feel like I can't do interviews around my bandmates a lot of the time because it's it's nothing like wrong, but I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like I just get too emotional. Oh. everyone's gonna be like, "Damn!" And then and then they here. go make fun of you. It, You're the joke of the night. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not even like that. Nah, we all emotional as hell. Oh, It'd be okay. cool Good. as hell, but it, but I just be like, I be making eye contact with them, and I'll be like. You're hearing this too, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I love I love the fact that everyone's giving us um, you know, light to shine on their platforms and everyone's giving a fuck. Um uh, I, I hope that one day it can be a full band interview, you know, for the rest of the guys and stuff. Um, but also I'm super hyped that everyone is trying to tap in with me and get me on board before things start to get popping because i don't know how things are going to be six months from now i hope mm-hmm. they're doing tremendously well yeah you know yeah um you know only time will tell and having good spirits about the future and stuff is the only thing that i could really have right now yeah hell yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh, so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album positive or negative lyrics Lyrics. lyrics i i was just you know like it's it's easy to be like yeah i'm gonna record the guitar and bass for this record and then program the drums before my drummer records the real drums mm-hmm. you know um but i'm sitting here i'm like thinking to myself i'm like how the fuck am i gonna do lyrics for 13 songs in a matter of like a week a week and a half if anything but you know, that's why I find myself, I feel like I'm like running in circles a lot or it's like repetition and stuff. So I try to I try to just like. Like, think about what I wrote and say, Hail Mary or something like that. And I'm like, maybe I'll pay it in reminiscent to that, but I don't want to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with other songs like Diamond Eyes and stuff, you know, I just I just wanted to give a vibe. I wanted to give like a visual to it so um it was not easy but that's why i take a little pride in having my last name be webster i feel like i could be somewhat of a wordsmith um i i think that i held it together for this album i I held it together pretty well like some of the bars i hear in it i'm like i i I probably couldn't have said that but it was necessary at the time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know like uh I want to say for like metal and like a hip hop crossover, Killing Alchemy is probably the most interesting lyrical uh, curated song that I've ever done because I'm like saying ho and stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, like I don't... <laughs> you're having fun with it. Yeah, yeah, I really had fun with this record. Um, but it, the making the lyrics for it was just it was something else. Like whenever I wrote Power, 
in World of Malice, I tried. I wrote World of Malice with no cuss words. Damn. No shit. There's no cuss words in World of Malice. <laughs> and then uh, in Power, uh, there's only two. I really wanted to see if I could push push the agenda of what I'm doing by writing music without cuss words, but still having it heavy as dog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I already cuss enough live as it is. You know, if mm-hmm. we're going to have like people like playing our stuff, you know, for like their kids and this and that and stuff, I, I would like to, you know, have a standing chance at, you know, at least being clean about it. Exactly. Yeah. You have a couple clean songs that they yeah. can, you can, they can yeah. play for the kids. Yeah. 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 I got to do it for everybody. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so for this question, why don't you picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What was your snack of choice? <laughs> oh, my God. Man. <laughs> Yo, this shit, this shit gonna take my life away one day. Fucking Takis. Oh, my God. Takis? They're fucking Ooh. unreal. I can't stop with Takis. They're so addictive, dude. Dude, I don't I know what it is. Behind them, I'm sorry. I'm I'm the odd one out. I'm gonna let you guys. Oh, have they're so good. They're so good. They're so fucking dangerous. I gotta like every time I'm in the convenience store, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it, man. Dude, like I, like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I don't eat like I don't eat like pastries. I don't eat like honey buns or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even like really eat chips anymore unless like I really just eat tortilla chips mm-hmm. or like I uh, or I I fuck with salt and vinegar or um jalapeno chips like the kettle chips Ooh, yo, yes those yes. go dummy mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. the the takis is just like bro i just be having my way with them you know they just nice they covered in seasoning so you just gotta yeah. you just gotta go through the motion with them i really be like laying up half sleep in the in the van just <laughs> like i'm i'm out yeah you know but it's cool i can't think of any better snack than that because like I try to keep my my diet, especially for the things that I do, because like I don't work out as much as I would like to. Actually, I don't work out at all. But um, I try to keep like my shape and not indulge in junk food and stuff because I used to be like really fat. And then I lost weight in like 2017. And ever since then, like, you know, I kind of have been strict to, you know, not eating junk food and stuff. And then pandemic happened and i was eating the the super hot flaming limon doritos and mm. those those are going crazy they're mm-hmm. good those are really and good. they made me gain some weight and i was like all right maybe i should cut back mm. you know but a bag of takis don't hurt if, if you mm. like them you know then, but they, they do hurt but they, they don't do, they, eh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good going in that's all all right yeah. i'm gonna oh, say yeah. though okay yeah i'm gonna say though like I do get a little worried being in my 30s eating stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, that's like the only bad thing that I eat. Yeah. Like, you I don't. One thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't indulge. eat beef. I don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. I don't eat burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I like really. A turkey burger. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could fuck with a turkey burger, but I don't have those those accesses, you know? Oh, like, true. I love me some plant based food. Um, but like, my diet really just uh, consists of like seafood and chicken you know and i try i try to do that stuff but like whenever i eat like really bad like i remember when i would eat beef or pork after i would just feel like shit like absolute Mm -hmm. shit so i'm like yeah "Yeah, i could spoil myself with a bag of takis why the hell not oh yeah i have like one donut here and there and i Mm -hmm. feel like shit after you know yeah (laughs) yeah but it's good in the moment yeah you know you enjoy that shit absolutely it's nice exactly fuck it uh, so, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Jambalaya. Jambalaya? Why? Because we got a little bit of everything, you know? You got your meat, you got your rice, you got your, your broth. Like, it's, it's, it's good, it's savory, you know? Like, it's something that you can pull out later mm-hmm. and be like, damn, this shit still tastes good. Yeah, it got better, yeah. actually. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, definitely got better. And it's still good when it's cold if you eat it like that, you know? But it's just like, no matter what form it is, it's still going to be good to you because that's that's what it was to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of any other dish, and I haven't eaten jambalaya in a long time, but I know jambalaya <laughs> is that that dish. 
Yeah, yeah, it's reliable. Oh yeah. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I thought he was talking about the record label. I was like, that's a dream <laughs> no. right there. <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, what would be my last meal and drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'll try to think of things that I enjoy. I mean, honestly, if I'm going to die, yeah. I'm going to eat the juiciest fucking steak I can. Like, <laughs> I know I don't be eating that. beef no more, but like, I ain't got to yeah. deal with the meat sweats in the afterlife. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have me a good steak. Give me some good old Pinot Grigio wine, you know, like mm. set me up, like you know, like I'll try to go out like a king, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know what I did, but like you know, I hope that they, uh, you know, give me that meal. Or what's yeah. that one guy who was like, I want like 50 burgers, and he was like trying to like eat all of them or whatever. So like, I've I, heard I, of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Uh-uh. Nah, nah bro. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all about to zap me name. and see all this poop come out. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking nasty. That's Damn. what death row is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> uh, someone has to clean that shit up. Like, yeah. actually, I just realized. Literally. Yeah, yeah like, literally. literally. <laughs> yeah, well, on, on our death row, we hire someone to do that. We don't. We don't. Someone still has to do that. But we're we're paying them. Who gives a shit? (laughs) That's true. They're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. But yeah, Yeah. I would. I would definitely go out with a real nice juicy steak prepared by Salt Bay with a little. He got the. He got the (laughs) everything. Mm I'll be watching him on Instagram. I'm like, bro. If I eat steak, that's my that's my death wish right there. So I mean, I don't even need to be on death row. If I eat a steak, I might just die anyway. I mean, it it sounds like (laughs) it, man. (laughs) I like it. Uh, So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Man, like high key, like the land of ooh, uh, Adventure Time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so, bro. Because like I, it's just. I want to see Princess Bubble comes. Uh, ooh, why I say it like that? Whoa. Princess Bubble Gum. <laughs> hey, oh. Princess like, Bubble Gum. <laughs> got something fuck? to tell us over there? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Adventure Time videos have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, surprisingly, I've been scarred by like the Adventure Time, like Rule Thirty Four shit. Like oh. it's like whenever Finn's in Marceline's bathroom and she's in the shower and he looks up, like someone has animated the actual thing. And I was like, I could have went my whole entire life without seeing this. Exactly. Who, who said, oh no, they're missing a part. I got, I got to fucking animate this. They fucking <laughs> dedicated weeks to that shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. People are weird. Yeah. But like high key though, like the land of ooh, you know, mm-hmm. going to like the ice King's castle. It'd be cool. That'd Meeting be cool Gunther stuff. hanging out with BMO. Like, all you that know. good stuff. I I love that show. Um, I I love you know. Imagine just like meeting Lemongrab. He's just like, mm. you know, like <laughs> it's so sick. I love I love that show, and it has made me uh, it has made life a little more tolerable mm-hmm. with the fact that like oh they got this little you know electronic like little Game Boy homie, and he's just. He's just cool. He talks shit sometimes and stuff. It's like the type of friendship that I that I need, you know? Absolutely. Um, I love that show. So I've not asked the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. What's your favorite color? You know, it's crazy. It's like, uh, I know it's like the the color for cowards, but uh, yellow, you know, like, uh, because it resembles gold. Okay, and... sorry. Continue. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Um. It resembles gold and mm-hmm. also at the same time it resembles light, you know, sunlight. And yeah. I love the sun. I love to feel um feel like I can see everything and it's like natural beauty and everything. So for the most part, yellow is uh is my thing. I don't look at it as a coward color as much as uh other people do, but I know that's like a war thing and stuff. Okay. And um is that your favorite color? Yeah, that's why I was like, color for cowards. What the hell? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, I think that's what they call people, uh, like in war or something like that. Like if mm-hmm. they like take themselves out, they're like yellow or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, I fucking heard in like Back to the Future. Don't call me yellow or something. He has like a whole build up. Yeah, to I used yeah. to watch a lot of Mash when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that was like uh something on there too. 
Yeah. But like, yeah, I try to I try to stick true to yellow. And I found I found this Unicode uh, or not Unicode, but like this color code mm -hmm. for a specific shade of yellow mm -hmm. that represents uh, like Dallas. And like it's like Dallas, uh, like little nickname and then the area code. And I oh. found that in the yellow uh, color thing. So I use mm -hmm. that for a lot of stuff, especially the graphic design that I do for Unity stuff. I just, you know, I'll just try to just try to keep it reminiscent at home. Never forget where I came from, even though I'm from Michigan, but it's all good. Oh. <laughs> that caught me the fuck off guard. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm from Saginaw, Michigan, but like I only lived there for like five years, five, six years. Yeah. Okay. And then I moved down here. But, you know, like I can't forget where I'm from the MIT. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. No, that's com that's completely fair. I thought. Okay. What a, what a bombshell <laughs> to end off the interview. Let me tell you. Um, but as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, well, first off, the new album comes out September 8th. Uh, we'll be on tour with Nothing Nowhere, Sea Space Cowboys, Static Dress. It's going to be a phenomenal lineup. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Um, and if y'all really fuck with Unity, like, pre-order this record. If this is out before then, uh, please pre-order the record. Please, uh, you know, get your tickets for this tour. I would like to meet every single person who uh, is really excited about this record, who is really excited about Unity growing, mm -hmm. who's really excited about the fact that there is representation for a small, uh, you know, group of people in this scene. Uh, yeah, I, I hope by, you know, next year, everything, you know, has doubled. Yeah. yeah, because I've never released an LP before, like full length record. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've not had any bad like you know labels happy, management's happy, fans are happy. Uh, you know writers are happy. Mm -hmm. You know interviewers like every single per every single person I've come across is content mm -hmm. with this release, and it's a good feeling for me who has been writing this since you know, uh, late 2013, early 2014. You know, uh, I feel I feel good about the work and the the skill that I've built up over the years. Mm -hmm. So I hope that this record just blows a lot of shit out of the water, including itself, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sound. It's been Jay from Unity TX and we have been the Good Noise podcast.